Today's daf is Ksubis daf nun aleph, and we are eight lines from the top of daf nun aleph, amid aleph, the two dots, tan rabbanan. Today's daf is being learned, Le'ilu nishmas, Chaim Malazar, ben yibadol Chaim Reb Shimshin Aryeh. So the second part of yesterday's daf discussed the halachos that a father who left over an estate left over sons, he left over daughters. Talach is the son's yarshin. And there was a discussion in the Gemara, a big machloikis amongst the Amoyeroim, whether the mezoinois, the support that these girls are going to get, is only gotten from karka that was left over by their late father, or whether they could be goiva mezoinois even from metaltalim. So in yesterday's daf, it was a machloikis amayiroyim, and in today's daf, it's going to be, as we will see, the very, very first part of the daf, a machloikis tanom. Sokti Gemara Brisa, Tonu Rabbonon, Echod Nechosim, Sheyesh Lehem Machrayas, Karka, Ve'echod Nechosim, She'ein Lehem Machrayas, Metaltalim, Moitzin, Lemozoin Isha, Ulobonois, Devrei Rebbe. We take away from the Yarshim, both to provide Mezoinois, for the Almano and to provide mezoinois to the Bani. So when a man dies and he leaves over Yarshim, the Yarshim have an obligation to support their sister, the Bonis. That's what we just mentioned. They also have an obligation to support the Almano. Almano nizoinis minachse yisoyma. So if you could picture it, the boys, the sons of the man that died, they get the entire Yerusha. But at the same time, they have responsibilities. For our sugya, they have a responsibility to support their mother or the woman that was married to their father. Additionally, they have a responsibility to support their sisters or the daughters of the man that died. Rebbe said that as it relates to which of the nechassim are encumbered for these two responsibilities, it's echad nechassim she'esh lamachrayis, ve'echad nechassim she'en lamachrayis. It doesn't matter if it's karko, if it's metaltlin, the assignment, the yarshim have a responsibility to make these payments from any money that they inherited. Rav Shem Elazar argued. He said nechassim she'esh lamachrayis if what the father left over was nechasim sheishel machrayis, he left over karka. So then that loch is as follows: moitzin lebonois min habonim. Then we would take the karka from the sons that yarshin to provide support to their sisters, to the daughters. Ulebonois min habonis. Additionally, we would take the karka from the bonois to support the other bonois. What does that even mean? Rashi says it's talking about where there were many bonois. And some of the Bonois went and they were machzik in the karka. Shalaikadin. They didn't wait for Bezdin to sit down and oversee the distribution of this property. They just took it for themselves. Now, there are girls that they weren't called Dalum Gavar, and as a result, they didn't get what's really coming to them. So we'll take the karka from the Bonois to give it to the Bonois. The same is true if the father died, he left over sons. The sons are supposed to yarshin. They're supposed to be a, a proper yachloiku. Yet some of the sons went and took without Bezdin overseeing the chalukah. So we're going to take from the sons to give to the other sons. Another case, which maybe would seem a little less likely, but if a man died, he left over a lot of nechassim. Meaning, enough to go around for the Bonim the Yarshina for the Bonois for them to be supported. And the girls went and they chopped all the property so that the Bonim now don't have what's coming to them. Again, Bezdin's going to take from the Bonois and give it 
to the bonnets. In all these different cases, whether it's taking from the bonnet to give to the bonnets, from the bonnets to the bonnets, the bonnet to the bonnet, or even from the bonnets to the bonnet, if it's nechassim shiyesh lamachrais, if it's karka, bezin's going to do what they have to do. Avaloy lebonnet and abonnets ben nechassim muatim. The only time bezin's not going to take karka is in the event that there were nechassim muatim, meaning. Not enough nechassim for the sons to yarshin and for the girls to be supported. What's the luck in that case? The girls get all the karka. They're the ones that are supposed to be supported. So in the event that the bonus took all the karka, Bezin's not going to take any karka from the bonus to give to the bonum because there's nothing coming to the bonum. There's nechassim muatim. The bonus are supposed to get what they took. Now, this is all if it's karka. What if it's nechassim she'en lemachrais? What if a man died and he left over metalton? So then the luck is moitziyin. Lebanim and Abanim. Bezin's going to take metaltalim from Banim to give to the other Banim. Meaning, if a man died, he left over metaltalim, and some of the Banim took more than they were supposed to take. Bezin's going to go take it away from them. Ulubanis and Abanis. Or if a man died and he left over metaltalim and Banis, no sons. So here the Banis themselves are the Yarshim. So if Banis took more than they're supposed to take. We're going to take from the other. Additionally, if a man died, he left over Nechassin Merubin, where there's enough for the Banim and the Banis, the Banis took everything. Bezdin will take the Metalton from the Banis to give to the Banim. And this is really where Reb Shimon ben Elazar argues with Rabbi. And Reb Shimon ben Elazar says that in the event that a man died and he left over Metalton and Banim and Banis, and the Banim chapped all the Metalton, Bezdin will not take the metaltalin from the banim to give to the banos. So really, it looks complicated from a distance, but it's not this price. It's pretty straightforward. And really, the nekuda samachloikis is one point. What happens if a man dies, leaves over banim, sons, banos, daughters, and metaltalin? The boys have all the metaltalin. Will Bezdin take metaltalin from the boys to give to the banos to be supported or not? Rebbe said, We're always might see him. Rabbi Shimon Lazar said, No, if it's then we take from the Bonim and give to the Bonis. But if it's we don't take from the Bonim to the Bonis. In other words, what are they arguing? Yesterday's Ahmed Beis. They're arguing whether or not Bonim are obligated to support the Bonis. From Metaltalin. So, in other words, this major Machloikis Amayuroim, a whole Amid in Shas, is really a Machloikis Tanam, Machloikis Rebbe and Rav Shimon Alazar. So, says the Gemara as a postscript to this discussion, once we know it's Machloikis Tanam, and not just any Machloikis Tanam, but a Machloikis Rebbe and Rav Shimon Alazar, now we can know what the halach is, or maybe. So, the Gemara, a little bit of a monkey wrench. Ah, forgot the Kaimel and Alachik Rebbe Mechaveroi, even though we know whenever there's Machloikis Rebbe and one of his Chaveroim, not Chaverov, but whenever there's a Machloikis between Rebbe and one of his Chaverim, we pass him like Rebbe. Hacha over here, Halachik Rav Shimon Alazar. The halach is going to be like Rav Shimon Alazar. This is an anomaly to the rule of Halachik Rebbe Mechaveroi. How do we know that? Omar Rav, because Rav said, Hilchasa, the halach is mi mekarki v'lemi metalpli, v'goyva, from Karka, not from Metalton, with regarding three halachas. Bein Luxuba, when it comes to a, a woman collecting her Ksuba, Bein Lemezaini, when it comes to the Almana or the Bonois collecting their Mezainois, and Bein Leparnasa, when it comes to the girls that are Yesoimois taking their Nedunya when they get married. But the bottom line is, Rava already was Machria that the halach is that. The Mizoini we take from Karka, not from Metalplant. That was the Shita of Reb Shem ben Elazar. So says the Gemara in the final analysis. It was a major Machlekes Hamayram. It's also Machlekes Tanam Rebbe Reb Shem ben Elazar. Throughout Shas, the rule is whenever there's Machlekes between Rebbe and Reb Shem ben Elazar, the Allah is like Rebbe. Because whenever the Machlekes is 
between Rebbe and any one of his chaverim. The Allah is like Rebbe. Here, however, Rabbah paskin like Rebbe Shimon Alazar, and therefore Allah Alamaisa, the Banam are obligated to give money and support to their sisters or to the Banois. However, only from Karka, not from a Talfan. Not for today, but there is a Toysvis on this Gemara right here. It's literally to the left of where it says Mishnah, where Toysi says, Nowadays, there's no difference between Karka and Metalkalin. And it's all one and the same. So all these halachas that we just saw and that we're going to continue to see throughout Seder, Noshim, Nezikin, a lot of these halachas were only in Egea then. But nowadays, it could be these differences between Karka and Metalkalin. And really, the underlying Sephara is, is that once upon a time, Karka and Metalkalin were viewed and they were treated very, very differently. In the psychology, in the Das, of a Malva and a and a man and a woman and bonum and bonus, they were completely different worlds. And apparently, already in this man of the Bali Toysfis, they realized that people weren't the herring anymore. Such a chilik between Karka and the Talplin impacts Allah. It's a Toysfis writing in our Sugya. So, we're going to continue now to discuss, really for a very long time, different nuances related to the Ksuba. So the namesake of the Masechtas, Masechtas Ksubas, clearly it deals a lot with the laws of the Ksuba, and also a lot with the technical nature of even the language of the Ksuba. We saw the Mishnah on Daf Mem Tessa Medalev, Zem Medrish Darash Rabbalazapen, Azariah, Lefnei Chacham and Bekerem Be'yavna, where he was darshaning the Lashon of the Ksuba. So we're getting really into the the granular details of the Ksuba, that's very much what this Mishnah is going to be about as well. Zok Ksuba. What happens if a man and a woman got married? And they never wrote a Ksuba. Meaning, they never talked about it. They never discussed it. It was never agreed upon. Loi kasav lo Ksuba. Talach is, besula goi v'masayim v'almona mona. The Ksuba still get. The Basula still gets her Ksuba of Masayim. The Amana still gets her Ksuba of Mana. And the reason is, meaning a Ksuba is not a private arrangement between a man and a woman. The Iker Chi of Ksuba is something that Bezdin enforces. Hefker, Bezdin, Hefker, they have a right to do it. But the point is that the obligation of Ksuba is not something that has to be agreed upon between the man and the woman. And as a result, even if the Ksuba was never written, still the Allah is, the Psula is going to get Masayim, the Amana is going to get Mana. Another Allah. What happens if Kosav Lasada Shava Mana, Tachas Masayim says? What happens if there was a Ksuba written and there was a dollar amount written in the Ksuba and she was a Besula so that it says in the Ksuba that the husband is obligating himself in the event of to provide 200 Zuz, the Chi of Ksuba. And then he even identified a piece of collateral, this security inside the ksuba that she'll be able to go after to collect. And it says as follows, that the soda, this field that's worth a mana, that's going to be the security, keneged, the ksuba, the obligation, which is really Messiah's. Or, or what happens if the man did not write in the ksuba language that says that all my nechas and everything should be meshubit to this chiyav ksuba. Talach is chayev, still he's chayev. Meaning, if the husband said that the security for the Iksuba is going to be this field, which is worth literally 50 cents on the dollar, what the Iksuba is worth. Or if he didn't even say anything. There's no mention anywhere of any achrayas, any collateral, any personal liability for the chiv of the Iksuba. It doesn't matter. The is all his nechassim are achrayim for the Iksuba. And again, it's because it's a t'nai bezim. Like Kosovo, what happens if the husband didn't write in the Iksuba the following language? In Tishtaboy, in the event that you're going to be taken into captivity, you're going to be captured, Afrikinech, I'm going to redeem you. I'm going to live with you again as husband and wife. Or, in the event that he's a koyen, a man that's a coin and his wife gets captured, he's not allowed to live with her anymore. 
one of the sugis that we learned in Parak Ishish and Azarmal. The reason is because the Shvi is Becheska Zoyna, and the Zoyna is also made a Raisna to a guy. So, what happens if he didn't write in the Ksuba? As a coin, the language that the coin used to write, which was a little different, you would write as follows: that in the event that you're taken into captivity, I'm going to redeem you. I'm not going to bring you home because I'm not Lado, but I'm going to send you back to your Medina. I'll bring you back to your father's house, even if these things weren't written. Chayev, these obligations are in effect. True, tonight bezin because it's the tonight bezin. So we know that one of the obligations that a husband has towards his wife is that in the event that she's a shavuya, he's going to redeem her. The whole peris nachsamalug, as we saw earlier in the parak, is somewhat related to that. It's true for a Yisrael and it's true for a kai. Now this is going to be one of the topics of tomorrow's daf. But it's interesting that even a koyin has an obligation to redeem his wife. The reason it's a chiddush is because he can't live with her. So you could have had a havamina, ben benoishal havamina. I can't live with you anyways at this point. We're oser. It would be probably not okay for them to be in the same room. So maybe he doesn't have a chiv to redeem her. It's mefurish in the ksuba, even of a koyin that he has to. Now, it's true, he doesn't bring her home. But the point is, these things are tonight. Ksubas, even if they weren't explicitly stated in the ksuba, still these halachas are going to be in effect. Nishbis says the Mishnah, what we just said, in the event that she's taken as a shvuya, yes, the redeem of him, and if he says, what happens if a woman was taken into captivity? And the man says, you know something, I'm not interested in getting involved in this whole situation. He divorces his wife. He says, Not just that, I'll give you your ksuba. Here's your ksuba. And now figure out a way to be paid to yourself. In Rashoi, it's awesome for him to do this. He's not allowed to. Loksa, interesting halacha. What happens if a woman, Rachmana Litzlan, becomes sick? The husband has a responsibility to provide all the tzarche refuah. Rashi says, We look at refuah like mezoinus, and this is something that the husband would be obligated to provide. Omar, if the husband would say, says, you know something, I don't want to get involved in this, I'm giving you a get, here's your ksuba, and go heal yourself, Rashi. That's something that he is allowed to do. So a husband is not allowed to tell his wife, who is taken as a shfuya, Here's your get, here's your ksuba, figure out a way to redeem yourself. But a husband is allowed to tell his wife that's a choyla, here's your get, here's your ksuba, and go take care of the refua by yourself. So the Gemara now is going to discuss the Mishnah. The Mishnah began, the opening line, the Reisha, loy kasav lo ksuba, in the event that the husband did not provide a ksuba. Still the halach is psula gavim asayim, and the reason is Now Pasha, what the Mishnah is saying is that even though there was no physical ksuba, but still the halacha and the chiyuvim of the ksuba are in effect. But the Gemara is going to begin with a diak. A diak that's not mafurish in the Mishnah, it's only a diak. And a diak that the Gemara is actually going to fall off of at the end of the sugya. And that is that it sounds like that if there's no ksuba, it doesn't matter why there's no ksuba. Meaning, even if the reason that there's no ksuba is because she said a moichel de ksuba, still the halach is psul gaiva masayim valmana mana vipnei shut naibesen. And then why is it only a diik? And why is it not so clear to the point that the Gemara besoifa sugyu will fall off of it? Because the Mishnah never said that. The Mishnah just said that if there was no ksuba, which Pashit could mean that they just never talked about it or they never wrote it. 
But Avad, if they talk about it, and she said, you know something, I'm Moichel de Ksuba, I want to be married to you so badly, that I don't care if there is a Ksuba, there's no Ksuba. It could be that's already a gather of Mechila. You could hear how in the world of Lundis, that's something that could be perceived differently. And maybe in that case, it's not that there was no Ksuba, there was a Ksuba, she was only Moichel de Ksuba. Right, you can see how we can make that work. But the Gemara begins with a diak that sounds like loikos of laksuba. If the if there's no kriyas ksuba under the chuppa, it doesn't matter what the reason is. The bottom line is the halach is going to be psula gaiva masayim v'almana mana v'pneishu tenaybes. And the Gemara says that if that diak is an accurate diak, mani who must the time of the Mishnah be remeiri? Must be remeiri. The Amar who said kol apoyches psula masayim v'almana mana. If someone's poyches from a psula from her masayim zos, or a person gives an amana less than a mana, harezu bilos nos, it doesn't matter who, what, when, where, why. If she does. Not stand under the chuppah with a ksuba of Masayim Zos or a mana dalach is the bila is a bila's nos. The Rabbi Yehuda is talking about. If you're going to tell me the time of Mishnah, it's really Rabbi Yehuda Ha'amar. Rabbi Yehuda said, There is a way for a husband and a wife to be under the chuppah without a ksuba. How's that? He can write a ksuba that says, For the psula, I'm giving you Masayim Zos. And she can give him a receipt that says, I received a mana so that. Her ksuba is going to be a mana, or ula mana mana. You can give a ksuba to a mana of an amana. It works with mechila, but the bottom line is, according to Rabbi Yehuda, you don't necessarily have to have a ksuba. As long as she says, his kabalti, there's some form of mechila, that's going to be okay. From the mission, it's not mashma that way. From the mission, it sounds like, we don't care why. Dalach is, still there's going to be a full fledged ksuba. Must be, mani masisa, who must the tan of the mission be rameir? But the Gemara says, I have a problem with this. Meaning, even though it's usually very neat if the tan of the mission is rameir, because the mission is rameir. But the Gemara says, this I have an issue with. Why? Because Amos Sefer, take a look at the Sefer of the Mishnah. The Sefer of the Mishnah said, meaning the next halacha, what happens if there was a ksub and the right number was there? However, the collateral that was listed in the ksuba was worth less than what the ksuba is worth, or even more dramatically. Or he didn't clearly state that I'm being. All, taking all my nechassim and I'm making them achroy for this underlying ksuba. The Allah is chayv, still is going to be chayv. Meaning a person's nechassim are always achroy for the ksuba. And the reason is, because it's a tenai bezin. Meaning even though it wasn't written in the ksuba, still we look at it as if it was written in the ksuba. The Gemara says, this halacha too, at first glance would seem to be totally in a machloikis tana, a machloikis rameir and Rabbi Yehuda, and this would seem to stem not with the sheet of Rameir, with the sheet of Rabbi Yehuda, in which case we have a stira, because it would sound like the ratio of the Mishnah's Rameir, the same as Rabbi Yehuda. So what machlikis tanam is this tolly, and where is this machlikis Rameir, Rabbi Yehuda, the Gemara says, Asma Rabbi Yehuda, this would seem to be going only according to Rabbi Yehuda, the Omar who holds, Achrayis toy soifer, who, that Achrayis is toy soifer. So one of the big sugis in Shas is the sugi of Achrayis toy soifer. What does it even mean? It's talking about a shtar that was written. Ruven lent money to Shimon, and there was a star. a soifer was hired, and he didn't write any language in the star that says that all the nechassim of the loiva are achroi to pay this loan. Now, the halach is that if Ruven lends money to Shimon, depending on whether a star was written or a star wasn't written, that will impact when Ruven, the malva, goes to collect money from Shimon, what nechassim he's able to take it from. High level, if someone is malvalpeh, so he's allowed to be goiva only from the nechassim b'nei chayrim, only from the chassim that the loiva has in his possession at that time. If, however, it was a milva b'shtar, so then the Allah is he could be goiva even from the nechassim mishubadim. Meaning he can be goiver from all the nechassim that are meshubah to this loan. So for example, if when Reuven goes over to Shimon and he says, you know, you owe me a thousand dollars, where's my money? He says, I'm sorry, 
Chabnisht. Kesef Minulon, Etaka don't have any money. In the event that he had a property, Karka, that was in his possession at the time of the loan, it doesn't matter where that property is today. He sold it, he gave it away as a matana. It's irrelevant. He can now go, the Malvakud, to that property, and he can take that back in lieu of the loan that he made to the Loiva. That's what's known as being Goivra from the Nechasim Mishubadim. There was a big Machlaikis Tanoim, whether that Allah, that a Milva Bishtar, you could be Goivra from the Nechasim Mishubadim, was true for every single Milva Bishtar. Meaning, as long as it was a loan and it was Bishtar, you could be Goivra from the Nechasim Mishubadim. Or maybe only if it's explicitly stated in the language of the Shtar. But if it's not written in the Shtar, then not. There's a Mandama that holds, Achrayis is Toy Seifer. Meaning, every milva b'shtar has achrayas to it. Has this halacha that you could be gaver from the mechasa mishubadim. I, you'll see a shtar sometimes that doesn't have it. It's a toy cipher. It means a cipher made of toys. But really, every single milva b'shtar comes along with this benefit. There were others that held that achrayas is love toy cipher. No, it's not considered toy cipher. And if you see a milva b'shtar that doesn't have achrayas, that means it wasn't agreed upon. And if that's the case, even though there was a shtar, who cares? Still, you're not going to be able to be gaivro from the nechasim mishvad. This machloikis of achrayas toy cipher, achrayas laf toy cipher, is a machloikis remei Rabbi Yehuda. And the Gemara is bringing this machloikis. It says the Gemara Rabbi Yehuda is one that holds achrayas toy cipher. I remei remei holds ha'am achrayas laf toy cipher. The town with remei say achrayas laf toy cipher. It's a mishnah in perik shnayim oichsem matzah story chayiv. If somebody was walking in the street and all of a sudden and he finds a stack of shtarichai. If there's a chrais nechassim that are written in the shtaris, meaning if you read the content of the shtar, it mentions Ruven lend money to Shimon, and there's a chrais where you can be going from the nechassim in the event that Shimon doesn't have any money when he comes to take the loan, then you can't return it to any one of the parties. Rashi says that even if the loiva is moiden, he says, yeah, no, 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 I owe the money. He's still not going to give it to the malva. The reason is, Shabezdin nifran mehen. Because being that there's achrayis nechasim, this shtar doesn't only affect the malva and the loiva, it affects any lekuchas, anyone that bought any properties from the loiva. And we're concerned, therefore, for a knunya, that maybe the malva and the loiva have some deal together, meaning maybe this loan is really not outstanding. But the reason the loiva is telling the malva, take it, is because he knows that if loiva does, the loiva is somehow able to hide his money, then the malva will be able to take from the lekuchas, and then they have some 50-50 arrangement. This is an elaborate shnei spiel. But the bottom line is, is that if there is achrayis nechassim that are written, we don't take the shtari chayv and return it to the malva. However, eim ben achrayis nechassim, if there's no achrayis nechassim, yachser, then you could. She'ein bezin ifram mehem. Because bezin anyway is not going to collect from the lekuchas, because there's no achrayis written. Divi rameir. Azoyalt rameir. In other words, what does rameir hold? If there's achrayis nechassim, then you can be goiver from the nechassim mishubadim. If there's no achrayis that I mentioned, you can't be goiver from the nechassim mishubadim. Zois oimeres. Not every that it doesn't matter if is mentioned in the star or if it's not mentioned in the star. Either way, you don't return it. Why Because even if is not mentioned in the star, still Bezdin is going to be gaver from the Lukuchas. Why? Because Achrayis Toy Seifer. The bottom line is we have a machlokes between Rami and Rabbi Yehuda whether Achrayis is Toy Seifer, Achrayis is Lav Toy Seifer. Rabbi Yehuda holds Achrayis Toy Seifer, so every milva b'shtayi can be gaver from the lekuches, whereas Rabbi Yehuda holds Achrayis, Rabbi Meir holds Achrayis Lav Toy Seifer, and therefore it, the, therefore the halach is that it depends on whether or not. The Achrayis was mentioned in the Shnar or was mentioned in the Shnar. What does it have to do with our Mishnah? Because the Gemara thinks that the halach of the Mishnah that says that if you have a Ksuba and it doesn't say that the Baal is Achroy, all his Nechassim are encumbered for this loan, 
then the halach is still it's going to be in effect. In other words, what we're saying is that achrayis is toy soifer. That even though you didn't write achrayis in the ksuba, but still there's going to be a din achrayis. Now, who holds achrayis toy soifer? It's Rabbi Yehuda that holds achrayis toy soifer. If that's the case, the seifer of the Mishnah is Rabbi Yehuda. So what's the Gemara's kasha? Lechura, the first halach in the Mishnah, and the second halach in the Mishnah, are both tluyen in a machleik's Rameir Rabbi Yehuda. And the first halacha seems to be Rameir, and the second one is Rabbi Yehuda. Two completely different halachas. The first halacha sounds like, If there's no ksuba, it doesn't matter why there's no ksuba, even if she was meichel the ksuba, she said his kabalti, she gave it to him in writing, still the halachas, you're going to get the full ksuba. Why? Because there's a din. That's Rameir, not Rabbi Yehuda. Yet the next part of the Bryce seems to hold that Achrayis is... Love that achrayis is toy cipher, that every single star has an achrayis component, and that's why even if the husband didn't write achrayis, still the achrayis is that that's also machlik zomei Rabbi Yehuda, and that's she does Rabbi Yehuda does achrayis toy cipher. Sefreik the Gemara, Reisher Rameyer, the Sefer Rabbi Yehuda. What's going on over here? How could it be that the Reisher is Rameyer and the Sefer is Rabbi Yehuda? Zok the Gemara, vechitema. Maybe there's an eight. Maybe kulor mei. Maybe really the whole mission is Rameyer. A very obvious distinction. Meaning, the Reish is Rameir for sure. And even the Seif is Rameir. What's the problem with the Seif being Rameir? The Seif seems to hold that Achrayis is Toy Seifer. Rameir holds Achrayis is Lav Toy Seifer. Since the Gemara, maybe Vishani later Rameir being Ksuba Lashtari. Maybe it's the difference between a regular Shtar and a Ksuba. Regular Shtar, the Mishnah in Shnai Moichsim, that's, yeah, over there Rameir holds that you don't say Achrayis Toy Seifer. But a Ksuba is different. Maybe Ksuba is Tnai Bezin. That's what the Mishnah said. So over here, Avad Achrayis is going to be Toy Seifer. But the Gemara says, Mishani, it's not true. Meaning, even though it's Svar, it's very, very reasonable. How do I know that? There are five people that have a schos to take money from somebody else and they can only collect from the Bnei Chayrin. They can only collect from the possessions that this person has right now, handy, but they can't take from the Mishubadim. They can't take from anything that they had at the time that the loan or the obligation went into effect. Meaning we don't say that they were encumbered. You can't go over to the Lekuchas. The Elohim. And this is the list. Peirois. So just very quickly, what are these five things? Peiris means we are Ruvain sold the field to Shimon. Turns out Ruvain had stole the field. It wasn't his. So he stole it and then he sold it. So Shimon comes back to Ruvain and he tells Ruvain, you know, I bought this field, I paid for it. Now all of a sudden it was taken away from me in the courts. It turns out that it wasn't really your field to sell. So the luck is that obviously he's going to get his money back, but not only that, he can even take back the value of the payers. Meaning he's been working this field for a year. He put a whole agricultural season into this field. So the luck is he can take back his payers. Stating that when he collects the payers, he can only take the payers from the Nechassim B'nei Chayrin, not from the Nechassim Meshubadim. Meaning to take the actual value of the field that he bought, that he can even get from the Meshubadim. But in terms of the value of the payers, that he only gets from the B'nei Chayrin. Same as for Shvach Peres. That's my Indian with Indian but it's Indian. Meaning he could come to him and say, forget the payers, but I put into the field. I already plowed. I have a lot of investment in this field already. So even though I'm not coming to collect the Paris, I don't have the Paris yet. But I was Irish. I did a bunch of things. So that too, he can get reimbursed for 100%. Courts are going to give him everything. This guy is in a very good place. He's Yodayel El Yaina. But at the same time, he can't take it from the Mechasim Shubadim. He can only get it from the Mechasim Nechayim. The next one is Hamakabal of Lazan as Ben Ishtai Ubas Ishtai. A man gets married and his wife has a, a child. 
not his child, it's his wife's child. And he was makabal on himself that he's going to support this child. The Allah is, is that obligation is a real obligation. His assets are encumbered, but not from the Nechasa Mishubadim. Additionally, this is what we need. The get choiv she'im is, what happens if you have a shtar choiv? Rashi says that get really means shtar. First toys was in getting, but get choiv, if you have a shtar choiv that has no achrayas, or a ksubas ish no she'im ba'achrayas, being that there's no achrayas before it's in the shtar, the Allah is going be going from the Mechuraren, not from the Mishubadim. Obviously, the time of this price holds a Christ is left to his cipher. Because if you had a Christ is to his cipher, that even if there's no a Christ written, still you'd be able to be going from the Machasim Shabbat. Who is Netan Rameir? Victonic Subasisho. And it says, Stai or Get Choyd and Sayyid Subasisho. So you see clearly that the law of a Christ. Love to his cipher is not only true for stars, it's true for Ksubasish as well. So what's the question? Reisha Rameyer of a safer of Yehuda from the Reisha, it sounds like we're going according to Rameyer. Rameyer who holds that there's no if, buts, or whens. A man and a woman cannot stand under the chuppah if the basula doesn't have a Ksuba of Messiah, even if she says his kabalti, even if she's Michael. That's Rameyer, it's not Rabbi Yehuda's shita. And the Sefer seems to hold that Achrayas is Toy Sefer. That's the shita of Rabbi Yehuda. So the Gemara says, Ibai Semer Rameyer, Ibai Semer Rabbi Yehuda. Loyal, you can make the mission work in coin to Rameyer, you can make it work in coin to Rabbi Yehuda. Ibai Semer Rabbi Yehuda, you can work in work in coin to Rabbi Yehuda. Hosnam over there, Kosvala has Kabalti. Hosnam over there, Kabalti. This is what we said the Gemara was about to do. The whole premise of the Diak was based on Loy Kosavla, Ksuba means even if she said his Kabalti. Who said? Maybe the Mishnah means. A less intense case. The mission just means that they didn't write uh, a ksuba or they never agreed upon it. Oh, Vizir, the halach is, there's going to be ksuba because it's tonight best and they don't have to agree upon it. But if she said his kabalti, it was mechila. It's a whole different case. Who said the mission is talking about that? Could be the mission has nothing to do with the case from Meir Rabbi Huda. Ibai say Meir, or you could say Rameir, and my chaya, what does the Mishnah mean? When the Mishnah says, like, Kosav, like, Kol Nechasim, this Liachron, like, Subasim, Chayiv, we assume Chayiv means from the Nechasim Shubadim. says, Mechatesa, where do you see that? You have to know what the Havamid even was. It doesn't say that. Maybe my chayv diktani, when it's said in the Mishnah chayv, it means from the mechurarim. Meaning all his nechosim are meshubit. Now you want to know what that loch is if he sells it? Could you go to the lakuchais? Maybe not. Maybe Achrayis is lavtoy cipher, and as a result you can't. But you don't see in the Mishnah not that way. So really both the yukin, the reisher of Meir and the sefer of Yehuda, they're fickle the yukin. They weren't so clear. You could dingzach with the Reisha Rameh, you could dingzach with the Sefer of Yehuda, which is exactly what the Gemara said. And therefore the Gemara says, you can pick and choose. You want this Mishnah to be Rameh, so Zayn Rameh. You want the Mishnah to be Rabbi Yehuda, so Zayn Rabbi Yehuda. Either way you go, you're able to make this work. Loi kosav lo Now we're going to shift our attention and we're going to learn a little bit about a shvuya. So the shvuya was the topic of a lot of the sugyas in the second parish in Sechtes Ksubas. This next Gemara that we're going to learn, we're going to learn fast, like we learn everything. But at the same time, this so much here in this Gemara, just from going through these lines. This is Miyotakamus Vat Roiv Roiv Ha'echa. Zakti Gemara. Omar Avu Adeshmu. Avu Adeshmu said, Achidish Nefla. That's the way this part of the daf begins. Eishnes Yisrael Shenenso. An Eishnes Yisrael. So a woman, she's married to a non-Kayan. She's an Eishnes Yisrael. And someone was Ma'anasar. Asur Labayla. She's not allowed to live with her husband. Now, taken in a vacuum, you can't even say this out of your mouth. Everyone knows, an Eishas Koyen Shenenza is Asur Lavailo. But an Eishas Yisrael Shenenza, who's Mutaris Lavailo. So Abu Deshmul explained. He said, Chayshinan, because we're concerned, Shemet Chilasa Ba'oynes, V'soyfe Beratza. Abu Deshmul was worried that could be this woman who was Nenza, so in the beginning of the Bia, being that she was forced into it, she was an Oynes. But it could be at some point she already had Ratzin for the Bia. 
because of the Hanosh she was having. And as a result, Avu Deshmul is worried about this. And Avu Deshmul said that an Eish Yisrael Shanenza is going to be Asur Labayl. It's the Rav, Lavu Deshmul. So Rav, who throughout Shas is talking to Shmuel, here he's talking to Avu Deshmul, Shmuel's father. Geshmak, he said, in Tish, there's a lot of Gemaras where Shmuel was talking to Rav's sons. So this is a Gemara where Rav is talking to Shmuel's father. Shmuel didn't have sons. But either way, it's the Rav, Lavu Deshmul, in Tish Taboy, the... Ksuba says that the man tells his wife that if you're going to be captured, I'm going to redeem you, and I'm going to take you back as my wife. It's Mufurish. That if she becomes a Shfuya, he can marry her again. Now, by the Kayan, it doesn't say that. But that's true, because the nation's Kayan, Shenan, so we know it's through the Bible. But by the agency, so that's what it says. So, Rav told Davu the Shmuel, it's Kenega the Ksuba. And we know Lashen Ksuba. You still have to figure out exactly what the origin of it is. But we darshan it with the Yud Gimel Midrash Atayin and the Dreshus Baham. It's a very real deal. So you can't go connect the Lashon of the Ksuba. So the Gemara says, Ishtik. When Shmuel heard this question, he was quiet. And Kari Rava Leo Davud Shmuel. Rav said regarding Davud Shmuel the following Pasik. He said, Sarim Atsru Bemilim, the Kafio Simulofim. It's a Pasik in Ir Parakhaftas. Pasik says that the Sarim, they were quiet. They didn't say anything. But the innuendo of the Pasik is that they were quiet, but really they should have had what to say. They were quiet, really. Because for some reason, in the moment, it was Nelam what answer they could have had. So the Gemara says, if that's the Pasuk Rav quoted, it seems like even though Rav asked the question, he knew what the answer could have been. So my Yisleilam Eimer, Faith the Gemara, why did Rav think Avu Shmuel should have said? Very posh the Teretz. He should have said, The mission is not talking about where you know for sure she was Nivala. She's a Shvuya. Oh, she's a Shvuya? It's true, we're Chayish, but we know B'Shvuya Hikilu. And because B'Shvuya Hikilu, so therefore we're Mekel, that he's allowed to marry her again. But if we know for a fact that she was Nensa, that's what Avud Shmuel was talking about. That's when she's going to be Asa. Freik to Gemara. Ul Avud Shmuel, Oymis Deshayir Achmona Heichem Eshkachas La. Avud Shmuel. So where is it, Negeya, that Eishas Yisrael Shenensa is Muteres Labayla, or better, where is in Ebene Gay, this whole Allah that a nation says that's Mizana Ba'inis, Ulanairo Le Sasadava, right? Lahur, you're telling me a new halacha that we're always concerned that maybe Besoifa was a Ratan. So, what is a case, a clear cut example of an Oynis? So, Abu the Shmuel said, I'll tell you an example. We're going to Kamri Adam, there were Adam that saw the Znos, and they said, She was yelling and screaming from the beginning until the end, meaning she was clearly an Oynis throughout the entire Bia. That's the only time this is going to be Negay. That was Abu the Shmuel's Chedesh. Nifla. Eishas Yisrael Shenensa. Asur Labayla. Chayshin on Shema Tchilasa Ba'oynes. Vesoyfe Beratza. So, Tumar Pligide Rava. This Chiddush of Avu Deshmuel is not like Rava. Omar Rava. Rava said, Kolshet Tchilasa Ba'oynes. Anytime there's a, a Bia, which was Tchilasa Ba'oynes, Vesoyfe Beratza. Even if we know for a fact it was Soyfe Beratza. Gets better. Afilu Hiyoy Meres. Even if she says, Hinichuloi. Meaning people were trying to stop this man from being honest to woman. And she protested. She says, no, let him. And then she even went further. She said, She says, no, I'll tell you, even if he wasn't being honest to me, I would have paid him to do what he's doing. Still the Allah is muteris. Still she's mutter. So in the Spitz case of Soifa Beratzai, even the Rav said she's going to be mutter. My time, what's the reason? Yetzer Albash, another fascinating idea this part of the daf. And that is because we assume that she was just so overcome by her Yetzirah at this point that we look at her as an oinus. Meaning Yetzirah, it's not like a psychological thing. It's, it's a halachic thing. That her Yetzirah, Pasha the Yetzirah, the evil inclination, got the better of her and it wanted her to do this Maisa's Nus and as a result, she has a din of an oinus. This is a fascinating idea that a person can have a din of an oinus because the Yetzirah was just too stark. 
usually you think of an oynus as someone doing something at gunpoint. But this is a concept where someone has a din of an oynus because the Yitzhahara was just too strong. This is above my pay grade, but if you take a look in Rav Tzadik HaKoyin, Sitka Satzadik, Oismem Gimel, talks about this Indian a little bit. Tell you that he was Makabal from his Rebbe, the Ishbitzer, Kiyadua, with Pinchas, and Dagdin Zimri, and Cosby, Vadvaru Matikin. Either way, Tanya Kabasi the Rava, I'll bring you a Braisa that supports Rava. Again, what's this Machleks Avudish Mul and Rava? Avudish Shmuel said in Ish Soshan Nensas rule the Bailo, because we're afraid maybe she was Tchilasaba Inus for Saifa Biratzen. In other words, if someone's Tchilasaba Inus for Saifa Biratzen, they have a din of a Ratzen. Rava said, no, Tchilasaba Inus for Saifa Biratzen has a din of an Inus. The Gemara says, I'll bring you a Braisa to support Rava. It says in the Pasuk, Vihilo in the Spasa, Asur, talking about the Saita, that a Saita that did the Avera, Loinus Spasa, she wasn't. Chapt, meaning she wasn't an oynist. Halacha, she's also hanes pasim mutaret. It's clearly implied that if she's an oynist, she'll be mutaret. Zok the brayz of yishlo chacheres. There's an example of a woman even though she wasn't an oynist, still mutaret. Meaning ordinarily, whether an eishes uh, that's mezana is mutaret, depends on what she oynist a beratan. Zok the brayz so a diak in the pasuk. It's possible for a woman to be oynist pasim. She was beratan, and still she's going to be mutaret. What's an example of that? Zu kolshat chilasa ba'inus seifa beratzin. If she was chilasa ba'inus and that she was only seifa beratzin, that's where this halach is going to be nageya. In other words, you see clearly that chilasa ba'inus for seifa beratzin has a din of in oinus tanya idoch the hilo in the spasasuros on the topic of brises related to these words another brisa it says that if she was a rotzoin she's going to be also hanis pasim with that but if she's an oinus she's going to be mutter v'yeshul chacheres of the brisa there is a woman shavu pishen the even though she's an oinus asuros still she's going to be also v'ezu everyone knows this way she's kain she's kain even if she's an oinus still she's mutter husband. Still, she's awesome to her husband. Um, Rav Yudam Hashmuel, Rav Yudam Hashmuel said, Mishum Rav Yishmuel, then Rav Yishmuel, a different halacha. V'hin lo'in nispasa asura. Han nispasa muteris. So if she wasn't an oinah, she's awesome. If she was an oinah, she's mutav. Yesh lochah acheres. There's another woman, Shnafapisha lo'in nispasa muteris. Even though she was not an oinah, still she's going to be mutav. Ve'ezu, what's an example of that? Zusha kidusha kidusha tois. So this is a woman that was an eish, that says she was mezana beratzen. No questions about it. However, it was a glory milsa that her marriage was a marriage betois. So it turns out she was never really a nation's ish. So she was never really Mazana Tachas Baila. And as a result, if she now wants to marry her husband, she'd be allowed to. A little bit of a chiddush, maybe, but that's the halacha. Near the dinish, even if she's literally carrying a child, meaning she had a child with this other man that she was Mazana with, still she would be allowed to go back and live with this. Her original husband, I, she's an Ashish that was Mazana Baratzin. She's not, because she was never an Ashish. Because really, that whole Kedushin was Betoys. Um, Rabbi, Rabbi Huda said, on this Indian, Hani Noshi, the Ganve Ganovim. Women that were captured, they were literally stolen. Sharion Ligavrayu, the Allah is the latter to live with their husbands. Um, Rabbanu Rabbi Huda, so the Rabbanu told Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda, Damoira, how could you say that? I've seen situations like this. The women that are making food for the, these people that took them into captivity, it certainly sounds like they're living berotzen right now. So he said, I hear, they're only doing it because they're afraid. They don't really have rotzen. I've seen sometimes where when there's a fight and they're sitting there literally loading up their guns for them to be able to fight for them. So he said, no, they're only doing it, they don't really mean it. It's all being done. Then Rav Yudah said, however, what would be if these ganovim tell their these women that they captured, you can go. But they, on their own volition, say, no, I want to stay with you, Assyrian. In that case, they're going to be us. Another Bryce on this topic. People that were taken into captivity by the Malchus, that treat him like Shvuyim. 
Goin veilistis. However, people that were taken by ganovim enon kishvuyim. Then the halacha is they're not treated like shvuyim. So people that were taken in captivity by malchus are like shvuyim. Rashi says the mutter to their husbands. Right, that's the lashon of the ksuba that if she's taken into captivity, she's mutter. If, however, they were taken by listim, then they're going to be aser. It seems like when they're taken by the Malchus, we view them as Anusim. If they're taken by Listim, we don't view them as Anusim. We have a price that says just the opposite. Not that Shvuyen, Malchus are not Shvuyen. And going to Listmus are Shvuyen. So the Gemara says, you have to say it like this. Again, we have a stero whether Shvuyen, Malchus are Shvuyen or not. And then we have a, a stero whether Genuve Listus are Shvuyen or not. So the Gemara, Malchus and Malchus, like Hash, has always said a stero with regards to Malchus and Malchus. It's not a stero. Hobbe Malchus are Hashverosh. Hobbe Malchus Ben Netzer, also known as Nevuchan. Right? So, not literally Achashverosh and Nebuchadnezzar, but these are just examples. One is talking about a Malchus like the Malchus of Achashverosh, the other is the Malchus of Nebuchadnezzar. And Rashi says, the Shvuyim of the Malchus Achashverosh were considered Shvuyim. Lefi, reading Rashi, Shemelech Godolhu. Achashverosh was a Melech Godol. V'yoydas, so she knows, Shalo Yisoeno, that he's never really going to marry her. So in her mind, this is an Oynes Mitchil of Atzayf. However, Benetzar listim hoyo. The Lokadayoros, he wasn't really such a proper king. Umalachaleyan, everything was done more forcefully. Over there, she has a tzad that maybe she is going to end up marrying Nebuchadnezzar. Meaning, she thinks there's no chance she's going to become the Eishas Melech Achashverosh. But the Eishas Melech Nebuchadnezzar, he's a listin. And as a result, there's a chance that maybe she'll end up being his king. So, her, the, her, his uh, rabbit's in his uh, queen, and as a result, there's this thought that maybe it was really being done by So that's the terrorist to Malchus HaMalchus. Listus HaListus Loikasha. Here too, you could say the same thing. Habe Venetza. The Listus that says that we don't treat her like a shvi. We look at her as if she's Beratza, and it's talking about it with someone like Nebuchadnezzar. Habe Listen Alma, but a Listen Alma, over there we're going to treat him like an Oynes. And here too, Rashi says similarly, if she was a Listus to Nebuchadnezzar, so she thinks that there's a chance she's going to be the queen, but not just that. She actually may want to be the queen. At the end of the day, she could be the Eishas HaMelech. So there's a chashash that maybe there's an element of Ratzin. But a list is this, the, the Stamma, Gai Palma. So number one, uh, she's was forced into it. And number two, she has no interest in being this man's wife. And as a result, over there, for sure, she's going to be treated like an oinus. So again, we're getting into some subtle chilukim, but a chilu between the malchus of Achashverosh and the malchus of Nebuchadnezzar. But the Gemara asks an obvious question over here. And that is, Hasim Karolei, in the Brisa that talks about Malchus and Malchus, so one of the Malchios we refer to as the Malchus and Nebuchadnezzar. And then, as it relates to the other part of the Brisa, so Listim and Listim, so one of the Listims were referred to as Nebuchadnezzar. So what was Nebuchadnezzar? Is he a Melech or is he a Listim? So the Gemara says, In Gabi Achashverosh Listim Ho. When we compare Nebuchadnezzar to Achashverosh, we look at him like a Listim. Abu Gabi Listim da Alma, but if you compare him to Stamagai, then the Loch is Melechu, then we're going to treat him like a Melech. So you want to know why one Brisa would call him a Melech, one Listim? It's all relative, it's all comparative. So compared to Achashverosh, he's a listim. Compared to a listim, we're going to view him like a melech. So I don't really know where to start and where to end. The plan originally was to go back and talk about Hamavazvez, Alyavazvez, Yosem, Mechaymesh, do part two, but I feel like there's too much in today's daf to just go through this and talk about Ray that maybe we could talk about tomorrow or the next day. So just speak out just two or maybe three short ha'aras, depending on how much time we have. The first ha'ara, which is Agav, but Agav de Chavivali, and it's something that we talk a, a lot about. I think it's good to mention, and that is, so the daf began 
first part of the daf. Today's daf was made up of different components, but the very, very first part of the daf was a continuation of Amid Beis, of yesterday's daf, which discussed this chiv of Habonois Yizoyinu. Is that true only from Karka or even from Metalpon? So in yesterday's daf, it was a big Machlokes HaMairam with a whole bunch of different anecdotes. In today's daf, it was a Machlokes Tanon, Machlokes Rebbe and Reb Shem Ben-Alazar. And the Gemara concluded that Afal Gafta Kaimelon, even though we have a rule that Talacha is like Rebbe Mechaveroi, over here the Talacha is like Reb Shem Ben-Alazar because Rabbi Paskin, like Reb Shem Ben-Alazar. I saw in the Sefer Oitzar Yeshecha from Rabbi Yaakov Chaim Soifer Shlita. See, he brings a, a beautiful Maramakim like he always does. And this Marimakim is from the Mavli HaTalmud. So in the back of your Mesechtis Brachis, Vilna Shas edition, you will find that there's a Mavli HaTalmud. And the Mavli HaTalmud mentions a whole bunch of different Klali Apsak. The Mavli HaTalmud was written by Reb Shmuel HaNagid. Reb Shmuel HaNagid was one of the Ga'inim, or maybe one of the early Rishainim. But this is a, a Chibur that was written literally a thousand years ago. It's the Mavi Talmud and this Pirushim on the side of the Mavi Talmud. So in the Mavi Talmud, in the Klolim that I mentioned, it says as follows. I'm reading. Rebbe b'chol makayim halacha k'moyseh Whenever Rebbe argues with anyone, the halacha is like Rebbe. Says the Mavi Talmud, Rebbe v'reb shinim ben alazar. If Rebbe argues with Rebbe Shimon Al-Lazar, halacha to Rebbe. The halacha is going to be like Rebbe. Then it says a few other Tanoim by name. That if Rebbe argues with them, the halacha is going to be like Rebbe. But Rebbe Yaakov Chaim Soifer asked, Ashunagayil in Yonenu. The Mavaya Talmud felt it important to single out that if there's a machloikis between Rebbe and Rebbe Shimon Ben Al-Lazar, the halacha is like Rebbe. Why would you think the halacha would not be like Rebbe? We know that the halacha is always like Rebbe. So what prompted the Mavaya Talmud, Rav Shmuel Nugget, to go out of his way and to single out Pepem Mole that whenever there's a machloikis between Rebbe and Rav Shem Ben you should know, FYI, that Allah is like Rav Shem Ben So he says that the Emma says, if you take a look on the side of the Mavaya Talmud, so there's Agois from Yaakov Emden. And Rav Yaakov Emden is Agois, it's Ois Beis, he changes the Gersa. Not Rebbe, the Reb Shimon ben Elazar, but Rebbe for Reb Elazar, Reb Shimon. Right, the way Reb Shimon Elazar is usually written in Shas is as if it would say Rajba. Right, Rebbe for Rajba, Halachlik Rebbe. Doesn't mean if there's a Machlik is Rebbe and the Rajba, even though the Rajba was the Rajba. It means if there's a Machlik is Rebbe and Reb Shimon Elazar. So Reb Shimon Elazar is Reish Shin Beis Aleph. Reb Elazar Reb Shimon is Reish Aleph Beis Shim. So Reb Yaakov Emden, without explaining himself, said that I think there's a Toys in the Mavaya Talmud. And really, Reb Shmuel Anog, it didn't mean to say Rebbe. The Rajba, he meant to say Rebbe, the Rebbe Lazar, Rebbe Shem. Why does that make it better? The reason that makes it better is because that's a Mephurish Yerushalmi. Yerushalmi, Masechtis, my Peragimel says that Talacha is like Rebbe Mechaveri, and Yerushalmi speaks out that Afilu, even if he argues with Rebbe Lazar, Rebbe Shem. So not only is Talacha like Rebbe Mechaveri, even like Rebbe Lazar, Rebbe Shem. Says, look, we have Chaim Soifer, it's Pasha. That's Rebbe Yaakov Emden's comment. He said that there must have been a mistake, and he says if you look throughout Shas, sometimes there's mistakes between Rebbe Lazar, Rebbe Shem, Rebbe Shem, and Lazar. It's like Rabbi and Rabbi, it's an easy mistake, right? And as a result, he said probably this was such an example. In Reb Shmuel HaNog, it's Mavi HaTamud, it was a toys, and it didn't mean to say that Rebbe Reb Shimon and Allah's Allah Rebbe, what it meant to say was Rebbe Reb Allah's Reb Shimon that Allah is going to be like Rebbe. So just to digress for a moment, 
Rebbe for Rabbi Loza for Rabbi Shimon, Halacha Rebbe, and that the Yerushalmi, and that the Mavi Talmud did feel necessary and needs to speak out. What's the reason for it? So we have a raid bite on this. The Yad Malachi says that the reason this was something that needed to be pointed out is because there's a Mefurish Gemara, a Gemara above a Metziah da Pedal Ramebez, where it would seem that Rabbi Loza for Rabbi Shimon was greater than Rebbe. So as great as Rebbe was, it would seem that Rabbi Loza for Rabbi Shimon was greater than Rebbe. One anecdote that's told by the Gemara that brings out this point. The Gemara says that after Rabbi Lozab Rav Shimon passed away, so Sholach Rebbe Ladaber Be'ishtoi. Rebbe sent a shliach, he wanted someone to read the Shidduch. He wanted to marry the Amman of Rabbi Lozab Rav Shimon. Sholchaleh, so she sent back to him, Klisha Nishtamish by Kodesh, Yishtamish by Chayl. said, I lived with Kodesh, how could I live with Chayl? My husband was Rabbi Lozab Rav Shimon, he was a Kodesh. How could I live with Chal? Rebbe is known as Rabbeinu HaKadosh, right? But Klishen Ishtamish by Kodesh, Ishtamish by Chal. So you see from this Gemara, and really that whole sugi there in Bava Metziah Peidalid, that Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon was greater than Rebbe. So Yois Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon was greater than Rebbe. So there you could have had a Havamina, the Mebetes of Machlekes Rebbe, Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon, it somehow defies the general principle of Allah HaKar Rebbe Mechaveri, Kamash Malandi Rishalmi, Kamash Malandi Mavayat Talmud, that the Allah is going to be like Rebbe, even Keneged, Rabbi Loz, Rabbi Shemin. The question is why? Why is Taka Dalacha like Rebbe over Rabbi Loz, Rabbi Shemin? If Rabbi Loz, Rabbi Shemin was Taka greater than Rebbe, to the point of Klish and Ishtamish by Kodesh, Ishtamish by Chayel, so why is Dalacha like Rebbe? So we once said, and maybe it's Emes, that the reason is because when it comes to Halacha, we don't look at who's smarter necessarily. Obviously, that plays a big role. But there are other factors that are taken into consideration. Midas are taken into consideration. Specifically, Anova is taken into consideration. And if that's the case, it could be the Pshad is Pashit. There's a Gemara, it's a classic. It's a Mesechtis Tainas Tavchav. So yesterday we mentioned the classic in Mesechtis Tainas Tavchav Aleph. Ilfa V'Rab This is also a classic. And this is in Tainas Tavchav. It's a short Gemara. The Gemara says, A person should always be rach. He should be humble like a reed. But he put it, shouldn't be stark. He shouldn't be in action. Like a, like a cedar. Maisa, there was a story. With Rabbi Lazar Shimon, me Migdal Gdor, me base rabbi, who was traveling from Migdal, to Mig, from Migdal Gdor, from the house of his rabbi, and he was on a donkey, metal and he was going along the banks of a river. He was very besimcha. Loshen of Gaiva, because he had learned a lot of Torah. And as he was traveling, he met somebody that was very mechur, physically very, very unattractive. Amaloi, so he told him, Shalom Alecha Rebbe. So this other mechur sees Rabbi Loz Reb Shimon and he says, Shalom Alecha Rebbe. But he didn't respond to him. Amaloi Reka, he says, Instead of telling him, Aleichem Shalom, he told him, you know, I've never seen a person that looks like you. Tell me, all the people in your city, are they all as ugly as you? Amalei says, I'll tell you the truth, you're asking a good, good question, any day, and I don't think I know the answer. Why don't you go tell the person that created me, that you created something so ugly. As soon as he realized that he sinned, and he... 
lie down in his presence. From Eliyahu told him, "Nasi lechai sin kenegi du mechayli." Amaloi eni moichel cham na moichel you achetelech lomen shalasani until you go to the omen that created me the emulay and tell him kama mechur klizas shalasisa. Boy, did you create an ugly vessel? He was following after him until he came to his city. When he came to the city, so all the people came to greet the great rabbi. So this person, this Ishmachur, turned to them and said, Who are you calling Rabbi Rabbi? They said, What do you mean? Do you know who this person is? He said, If he's a Rabbi, either way, he chopped what happened, and the person ended up being Moichalim. Miyad Nichnas Rab Lazar Rab Shimon Vedarish and Rab Lazar Rab Shimon entered the base like Medrash and he darshin and he said Lo Oylem Yehi Adam Rach Kekano Val Yehi Kasha Keres. But what do you see from this Gemara that Rab Lazar Rab Shimon was Libay Gaspoi, and he was someone that on some level had lived until this Maisa as if. He wasn't Rach Kikana, but rather he was Kashik Eris. As a result, he's the one that authored this line of Laoilumihe Adam Rach Kikana Valye Kashik Eris. That's a little bit of insight into Rablaz Rab Shimon. What do we know about Rebbe in this Sugya? It's a Mishnah in the end of Masach the Saita. Mishamais Rebbe, Batla Nova. We know Rebbe was Anami Kaladam, so much so that Mishamais Rebbe, Batla Nova. If that's the case, it's Kavaldik. Rebbe is Midasan Nova. Reb Lazar, Reb Shimon had a darshan lohoylem yei adam rachi konaval yei kosher keeres. So it's for that reason, if there's a machloikis between Rebbe and Reb Lazar, Reb Shimon, even though it's true, Reb Lazar, Reb Shimon is greater in learning, klish and ishtamish bekoidish, ishtamish bekoil, but as it relates to this idea, Reb, in terms of anova, when it comes to klali apsak, there we paskin like Rebbe over Reb Lazar, Reb Shimon, in the same vein that we passed him like Basilil over Beishan. But this was all predicated on Rabbi Yaakov Emden changing the Gers in the, the Mavaya Talmud. The Gers in the Mavaya Talmud was, is that the Allah is like Rebbe, even when he argues with Rabbi Shimon Alazar. And Rabbi Yaakov Emden said, not Rabbi Shimon Alazar, it's Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon. And we're saying, what's the Pshat? The Pshat is based on this Yerushalmi, as I state Rabbi Yaakov Chaim Soifer. Oh, but the emphasis could be the Pshat is a little bit more posh, because you see in our Gemara right here, with this Machloikis Rebbe and Rabbi Shimon Alazar, and what the Gemara say? That even though we pass in Allah, Rabbi Mechaveroi, Hocha, Allah, Rabbi Alazar. So it's true, you see in this Gemara that we usually pass in like Rebbe. And the Gemara felt that it had to speak out that it's a Chiddush that we're passing like Shimon Alazar. But maybe there could have been a Havamina, Ben Benoy shall Havamina, that you don't say, and maybe this is actually a Makar and a source that we would always pass in like Rabbi Shimon Alazar. Zok, the Mavayatalma, don't make that mistake. Don't think based on Ksubas Nun Aleph, Amid Aleph, that Allah is always like Rabbi Shimon Alazar. This is a special exception to the rule, this Machlik is right here, that Banois could be. Supported, but only from Karka. But as it relates to the Kala Terukula, as it relates to everywhere else, this is not going to be the Halacha. This is the first short Ha'ara. The second Ha'ara is, there's a, a fascinating Tshuva. In Shailas, the Tshuva is Chassam Soifer. It's in Simon Reishbeis, where the question that was presented to the Chassam Soifer was, there was a man that was taken into captivity by the Nachrim. And they forced him to eat Dvarim Asurim, and he really didn't want to. This was an upkehitin yid, and it was something that was very, very disturbing to him. But he was there for an extended period of time, and at some point he became very, very weak, and he continued to eat. Obviously, he had to eat. It's not Yehorugaval Yavar, Machalos Asuras, but he started enjoying his food as well. And when he came out, he felt that he had to do tshuva, and in his mind, he had to do tshuva even for the Machalos Asuras that he ate. 
And even though he ate it by Oynes, and Oynes Rachmana Patre, but at the same time, he felt that he really enjoyed it. And because he enjoyed it, so Luchura, that would be a reason to have to do tshuva on all the eating that he did from the point where something switched in his head and he was actually being nana from the food, which in his mind meant that he was eating a beratzen. And the shailah that was presented to Chesam wasn't so much a halachic shailah as much as it was, Darkei Atshuva, help me, I need a little bit of help here. Should I fast? What am I supposed to do? And that was the question. So the Chesam Soifer said that the emiss is that really the, the tzushtel to this shailah is ksubas nachnu nalaf amibayis. Where it's mavu in the Gemara that it was machlaikis avu Shmuel and rafa. Avu Shmuel said, eshis yisrael shenensa asura labayla. Because we're concerned that maybe it was tchilasa ba'inis, but it was soifer baratzen. But Rava argued. Rava said it doesn't matter if it's soifer baratzen. Kol shnet tchilasa ba'inis Right? The dramatic effect of the Gemara. Still the halach is going to be muteris. Now we paskin like Rava. Say, yes, we paskin like Rava. So we paskin that if someone's this person's still going to have a din of an oinus. So really at first glance, the Chassam Soifer said, but the Chassam Soifer said a beautiful knech. He said that it could be that even Avur the Shmuel, who in our sugya holds that tchilasa be'oynis, the soifah be'ratzin, is aser, it could be only meant that in ksubas manalaf on the base, but this is not meant to be applied to other areas in halacha. It's not negated, even your case of macholis asuras. Why so? Zok tchsam soifah, because we know, we've spoken about this already, the inbeis medrash b'loi chiddish, that why is it that an eshes Yisrael, that's mezana, is aser to her husband? The reason she becomes also to her husband is not because of the Avera that she did. It's because of the fact that she was murdered than her husband. When a husband and a wife get married, there's a contract between them, we're learning Ksubis, that talks about the financial contract. But on a much deeper level, they're trusting each other, that they're going to be faithful to each other. And when a woman is Mizana Tachas Bailo, she's Ma. She's being married. She's rebelling in her husband. And a woman that rebels in her husband, that affects the marriage on such a deep level that husband and wife are not allowed to live together anymore. The Makar to this is, of course, the Marik, with the Marik said chedushim la'lochi. He said that even though an oimem mutter, right, if someone thinks that an aver that doing is mutter, so klape shmai, he has a den of a shoygig, he has a den of an oinus, but an eshesish, that's mezana, which she was an oimem mutter, the Marik said would be also to her husband. Ay, she's an oimem mutter, she's a shoygig and an oinus in every sugi and chas. So why should it be different over here? So the Marik said, because we don't care whether she in Shamayim is going to be punished for what she did. What was she married in her husband? Was she malu mal beisha? Of course she was. I she's I'm a mother who cares. She didn't understand when she stood under the chuppah that whether it's mutra pi alach as pi alach. This is not something that she's allowed to do. Every married man, every married woman understand they have to be faithful to each other. So she was married in her husband, and because she was married in her husband, it's for that reason she'll be aser. Even if in halacha she has a din of anoyness, even if in halacha she's going to be considered an oymer mutter. So said the chassam soifer daven nifla. He said that the whole Avu of the Shmuel in our sugya here, Ksubas from the base, that an Ashes Israel, that somebody was Ma'anis, and then she Saifa Biratzin, the reason he holds that she's gonna be Asr to her husband is because Avu the Shmuel held that she has a din of a mala mal beisha. That that hana that she had at the end of the beer, it's a marida in her husband. And even though it started by but her husband's not going to appreciate it. And as a result, it's a marid and her husband. 
And that's why the Allah is she's going to be also Lavaila. But Klapi Shmaya Galia, he agrees to Rava. And Rava's sheet svar of Kosha Khilasa Bainas for Saifa Birats and the Allah is Yavadin Vanainas. So the Khsam Saifa said that your case, this year that was coming to do Chuva, because he's worried about all the Macholas Asuras that he ate, he said, I wouldn't be so worried about the, the Macholas Asuras, because everything that you did, you did Bainas. And he said, because even Avu the Shmuel who holds that at Khilasa Bainas for Saifa Birats and has a dinner of and he only meant it with regards to the Isser Ishazish which based on the Marik is totally not in her status but in her status her husband and her husband in that uber sensitivity there you can hear a svara that is going to have a din of Ratzin but in everywhere else you don't have that's why you don't find in any other the only place you find it is in regarding an Ishazish that was and it's based on the Marik Again, hafachba vafachba, that marik the kulaba. There's so much in that marik, and this is another nafkamin al alacha. Abu the Shmuel's chiddush is really all predicated on the alacha the marik. But then the Chassam Soifer told this yid, he said that if you want to do tshuva, I'll tell you what maybe you could do tshuva for. You have this hergish, you want to come with darkei tshuva. didn't have erbainus, so if you did a bainus, so what really is the problem? He said, but I'll tell you maybe what you could do. Taisvus in the sugya. And our Omid asks that Avud the Shmuel said in Eishnes Yisrael Shenensa, so the Allah is Asru Lebayt Freik Toisus Akasha Ein Lahakshoyis Me Esther. So it's incredible, right? You see the mysterious nefesh that Esther had. That in all these sugyas, Esther always comes up, right? So Esther Freik Toisus Akasha. He says, I understand. How could Avud the Shmuel say that a Tchilasa Ba'Oynes? It's soif worried that maybe she was soifa Beratzin and she's also Lebayla. If that's the case, Esther should have been Asa to Mordechai. And we know Esther was not Asa to Mordechai. Esther became Asa to Mordechai at the end of the Purim story. But that's when she went, But throughout the Purim story, Esther is living with Achashverosh and with Mordechai at the same time. It's a Gemara Mesachtis Megillah. Sefreik Taisakasha, that has a Shemur Avur Deshmul. Avur Deshmul said Allah, Eishas Yisrael Shenenza Asru Labaylo, Chayshinun Shemet Chilasa Ba'inus V'Soyfe Beratzen. So bottom line, an Eishas Yisrael, Esther, who's Eishas Mordechai, Eishas Yisrael, he's not a Koyin Mordechai, Shenenza, Esther and Achashverosh, Asru Labaylo, Esther was Mordechai. To Mordechai. That's Tois Kasha. So Tois says, don't ask that Kasha. Why not? The Tzadikis Gemura Hoysa. Because Esther was a Tzadikis Gemura. And because she was a Tzadikis Gemura, so it's for that reason Esther's going to be different. Zoktich Sam Soifer. Tois was Megalatos that this halacha is not always true. The only time we say Soifer Beratzin, and the only time there's even a Hashash, is if the person's not a Tzadikis Gemura. But to the extent that this person is a Tzadikis Gemura, in that case, it's not going to be an issue. So said the Chassam Soifer to this Yid. He says that if you want, if you want to do tshuva, I'll tell you what you could do tshuva for. If you have a hergish, the hergish is, is that why weren't you a tzadagamah? Why weren't you an Esther? Why weren't you the proverbial tzadik Gemura? You're right. You would chilasa ba'oynes. I'm not faulting you. I'm not, I told you not to do tshuva. You're fine. But... The Hosta Hergish, it's not such a falsa Hergish. Because you see, Esther, this halacha would not have been true for. Because there is a concept that a person's able, even Abu the Shmuel, the Herd, that you can be Tchilasa Ba'oynes Vesoifa Ba'oynes. Because Abu the Shmuel's world where you're Tchilasa Ba'oynes Vesoifa Ba'oynes and you're Asal Ba'oynes, Esther was mutter. Because Esther would have been Tchilasa Ba'oynes Vesoifa Ba'oynes. So you want to be Tevea yourself. Why you were in Zoycha to be on that level, Al Kopanim Yeshloi Litzstar, Al Shaloi Zochali is Kaddish. 
That's something you could be bizarre for. It's a beautiful hergish. Some on the level, yeah, that you should be bizarre for. Why weren't you zaycha to be a kaddish? And then he says he throws in a little yavamis. So we had a little bit of yavamis yesterday's that a little bit of yavamis here too as well. He says He says in my chedushe Torah, I wrote that it could be that's the pshat. What happens the, in every yibum situation? So the chachili is supposed to do yibum. What happens if the yavam doesn't want to do yibum? So the Yevama spits and she embarrasses him. He says, This is in the Chedushe Torah that we're talking about at Tzadik Gomor. For who, Oymen, this person says, He says, I would love to do Yibom, but I'm afraid to. Because I'm afraid that maybe I'm not going to be able to have the proper kavana l'shem mitzvah. And what did Abishol say? That if a person does Yibom and he's not mechavan l'shem mitzvah, and I'm afraid there's going to be a Nisayish So what would happen in that case? Right? What happens in all the Yavamah's cases where a man, he stands in front of Bez, Bez and says, do Yivam. He says, yeah, I would do Yivam, but I'm afraid. Who, it's a Maisa beer, and who knows if I'm not going to have the right Kavamahs over here. And as a result, it's not something I want to do. So in that case, is there any reason he should be embarrassed? Why would we embarrass him? If he says, I don't want to do Yivam because I don't care about my brother, Brother, it doesn't interest me. Okay, but say that you go ahead and you do what you have to do. He doesn't give out the Zayr that talks about all the tikkunim that happened. We got it. But maybe this person's an upkeep to the bench. Maybe he says, I don't want to do Yibum because I'm worried about Abishal. Today we don't do Yibum. So what if the person on the biblical level said, I'm worried about Abishal? Ach, Yark, Yark Still the Torah says she should spit at him. Why? You know why? You know what we tell him? Eich bnei kel chai. La yuchu Because there the bush of the bezoyness is what? You really, you're not on the Madrega. You're not on the Madrega that you could be a Kaddish. So the Sabsleifer says, you see what Teveya meant sometimes. Why he wasn't a Kaddish. Right? We think they're going to be Teveyas. Why we weren't a little better. Why we didn't do a little more than what we could have done. He says, no, there's a Tfi on every single Yid. Why weren't you a Kaddish? And that's why, even if the person says, I'm not doing Yibum, because, me Yodeya, I'm worried about Abishol. That's also the Yarkib of Hanif. Every single person that says that I don't want to do Yibum, Gets this treatment of a Yarkib of Honor. I maybe he's doing it because he feels he's not a Kaddish. No, you should be a Kaddish. You're Bnei Kel Chai. So why can't you have the proper Kavanis? Say Chataina. That's also a Taina. That Hergish I would apply over here. So he says, I understand that you were an Oynes. He says, if you want to be Bitzstar, you could be Bitzar. That already is something you could be Bitzar. It got late early. That's Hashem. We have a lot of raid that we left on the table this week. And we'll pick it up in Metz Hashem tomorrow.